Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Hey everyone, welcome to Recipe for Success. Uh, we're here on the set at uh, J.A. World Heisinger Center at the Lillian S. Wells Pavilion. Uh, today's guest is really special to Junior Achievement. Mr. Harry Patton has been with this organization for many, many years. And if you have visited uh, J.A. World, you have seen the Patton Family Foundation Finance Park. And so welcome our guest, Harry Patton. Thank you. Hi there, how good to see you. To I don't get you. to see you very often, but uh, maybe three, four times a year. It's always nice to visit. Uh, every time we do a donation here and come back and see the actual live kids working here and having fun and learning here, it's just, it doesn't hurt as much. It's just great. <laughs> good, I'm glad it doesn't right. hurt as much. And you're right, you know, you, I've heard you talk about JA to other donors right. who have been here and other visitors and other people. And you're passionate about it. And it's so funny because you know all the statistics. I wish I could clone you in that way because you know everything about what we do and the impact. Um, and talk a little, I know you, you had mentioned once when you came here to speak about the value of that investment. Remember you had said that over the years you had given so much money, but that when you broke it down, what was it, like $4 a kid? Yeah, it seems like it was $4 a kid, but it's going to be even better than that now. Yeah. Right? That was two years ago. It was probably 40, 50 cents a kid that gets the benefit of coming to JA yeah. for my part. So right? big impact with yeah. the donations, yeah, which is the dollars, awesome. Yes. Uh, so why, why was this something, and I know you teased that um, you got involved because Wayne put his arm around you and said, you're right. going to get involved right. here. And I said, what's it about? He said, just give me the money. <laughs> Right, you're gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. That would be Wayne, but but you've grown to love the mission. You know, tell me a little bit about why. Why why is entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and and work skills so important? Do you think today? Well, it's important because the kids are getting an inkling of what life is about, about work working is, what, and it opens up other ideas. For instance, you have an aviation room, right? Mm -hmm. Where we and I understand there are more airplane companies coming into the thing, and you can find out about how to become a pilot, a mechanic, or do all of those things, and it's almost hand hands on. And what do we bring in? How many kids come through here now a year? Uh, over fifty thousand. Over fifty thousand kids. I mean, that's absolutely amazing that you're touching 50,000 kids, you know? If we had a bunch of school buses out here, there'd be a long line of absolutely. school buses going down the road. It'd probably go down to uh, uh, past the airport, I would think. <laughs> we had 50,000. How many kids, how many kids fit in a bus? Uh, probably about 60, I think. About 60. Yeah. Would somebody do the math on that for yeah. me? That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of buses. Huh? So, but why, why, so Wait you, a minute, I'll do the math on that. Oh, you 60, want to do the math on 60 that? 60 kids. So 60 kids into... That's 50,000, is that right? Do the yeah. math. I don't know. We'll okay. that Do that while we're waiting. <laughs> okay. We'll get, we'll get the answer to you soon. Okay. Um, but entrepreneur, you are uh, an entrepreneur. And so I would I love guess. for you to share okay. a little bit about that journey with us. 
You know, I never knew I was an entrepreneur until a few years ago. Today, I was talking to my wife this morning, and people were talking about um, people were talking about uh, when you see through transparency. They were talking about transparency. And I said to her, what would we do today if we hadn't brought that into our vocabulary? We never heard it five years ago or ten years ago, but today everything's got to be transparent. We have to have more transparency. It's, you hear it all the time. It took me a long time to figure out what that meant. <laughs> but it's the same. When I, when I first started in business, I started as a salesman. I started as a, I was a vacuum cleaner salesman. I knocked on doors, made appointments. I'd go to class during the day, during school. I'd uh, come home, have a quick bite to eat, and hit the road, make some appointments, and go show the vacuum cleaner. And you know, talk about experiences. You never know how you're affecting people or how it affects people's lives. But I did that for three weeks. And I dragged that vacuum cleaner in a house, out of the house, in a house, out of the house. I did it 32 times and never made a sale. <laughs> but I made a sale. I was in the University of New Hampshire a few weeks ago, and I drove by the house where I made my first sale. Wow. It was Dr. Handy and his wife. And I said everything like, well, that's it. Would, would you like to own one? And everybody used to say, no, it's too expensive or something. But he said, yes, I think we'll take it. So that launched my career as a salesperson. And that was a highlight. That was a big highlight, big changer. And I moved on to, and then one day I met a man who was in the uh, land development business. And I asked him what he did, because I always ask people what they do. And I, I like to know how people make their money, uh, you know, how they live, uh, what careers they have. Uh, and he says, well, I'm a land developer. And uh, he says, we're developing something in North Carolina right now, and I'm just going to go down and take a look at it. He said, why don't you come with me? And I said, well, I don't know anything about land, land sales. Land. So he gave me a, uh, a tour, and he said, I tell you what, how much are you making now? And I said, oh, I'm probably making $150, $200 a week. This is a long time ago. And he said, if you'll come to work for me, I will pay you a salary, amazing salary of $350 a week. Wow. He says, have you ever sold land before? I said, no. He says, do you think you could? I said, yeah, I know I could. He said, can you develop me a sales force? And get I said, yeah, I'll figure it out. And so that's how I got started back in 1963 in the land development business. Really. That's funny. Yeah, you were telling us about how he asked you if you could sell properties and build the sales team, and you yeah. said, I can. Yeah, I, I did that. It was 1963. And I did that for a couple of years, and I said, geez, you know, I kind of miss moving back. This was in Virginia, North Carolina. I said, I kind of like Massachusetts and New England and New Hampshire where I grew up. So I said, I think I'll just leave this job and go up and get started in business myself. Now, I'm still not entrepreneur. I have never heard the word entrepreneur at this particular point, or transparency. So I go up and I look and I look and I look and I can't. I finally found a, uh, a piece of land I wanted to buy, but I can't find somebody to, to back me. I needed $15,000 to start my business and I didn't have it. 
Eventually, I found an individual who said, yeah, I'll come up with $15,000, but I want to become your partner. And he was a big guy from uh, Vermont. He was a timberman, and he owned thousands of acres of land. And he said, well, how are you going to sell that? You know, I said, well, I'm going to hire some salesmen, and we're going to bring people. He said, what are these salesmen going to say? I don't, I've got to worry about salesmen. And I said, we'll do that, and if they give us 20% down, we'll finance it for them. He says, we mean, we don't get paid. We're going to finance it. Nobody does that. And I said, well, we do. Let me, give me a chance, we'll show you. Well, after a long struggle, he became my partner, and away we went. And that lasted about maybe 15 years. It was a great, a great, relationship, great yeah. relationship. So he changed my life. Um, so how else did my life? What, what, what are the points in my life that I changed? So when, did I now, when did I become an entrepreneur? I'm still a salesman, right? At that so you point. still thought of yourself as a salesman, even yeah. though you had your own business. Right. Interesting. Um, well, we didn't have entrepreneurs. Nobody was an <laughs> entrepreneur. There was no such thing. And if you did, you'd say, what? 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 It was called free enterprise or something no, at that time. No, it was time, called selling. It? Sales, right? Right. So what I learned in those days, you've got to have goals. If you can't have goals and set goals, uh, you can't go anyplace. You're going to spin your tires. You've got to have an end, an end result. You've got to picture what you want to do, what you're going to look like in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, even a few more years than that. Because uh, you're still going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you were, were you, you were also, were you in the timeshare business? No. Or what was Blue Green at the time? Were you Blue Green in that? was a land development company. It was oh started yeah. as a land development. Yeah, okay. it started as a land development company. It was it went public in 1985. We're, so you took it public? Yes, it was on the New York Stock Exchange, and uh, it was very successful. In about maybe 90 and 91, I left and retired. And retired. Yeah. What happened to that? Well, it was a very boring <laughs> two weeks. Uh, <laughs> So after two weeks, I found another piece of land. I had a little cash this time, and I formed a new company. And that company today exists. It's the company that I own today. It's called National Land Partners. Right. Uh, we've done business in 40 of the states in the country. Wow. We've, done, we've owned land in 40 of those states and had developments and communities there. We've been in uh, Canada. Uh, we've looked at other countries, but basically that's it 40 states and canada you know it's interesting because when you talk about a company being in business that long and you talk you use the word transparency today and entrepreneurship one of the other words i think we hear a lot about today is that our companies need to stay relevant right yeah. um, so how has your company changed over the last however many years right a lot of years how have you changed um to to stay current with what people want today, what they're looking for, and that sort of thing? Well, I'm not sure we've stayed relevant. <laughs> we, we seem to change as the, as, as the world changes. Our product, uh, the, the type of land that we sell, we used to sell great large tracts of land to individuals. Today, we develop and sell uh, building lots to builders. Uh, we focused in basically the hottest state in the Union, which is uh, Texas. Um, we've dropped, although we've been in 40 states right now, our whole focus is there. So I guess that's staying relevant is staying where the action is. 
right? Yeah, and changing to the model that people are looking right. for today, right. right? So if you didn't do that and you still tried to sell and stay with your old model, right. you probably would have gone out of business, right? No, if that's not the way. We never would have gone out the, of business. Well, no, right. I know you would never allow that, <laughs> but I'm saying if a company doesn't change to meet the needs of the customer, right. which in your case is what happened. So, so that's think that's when I became an entrepreneur? I think, maybe. I right. don't know. It's true. We had a lot of transparency with our community and the people <laughs> that worked for us. But you didn't, but they all wanted to be transparent. Well, I think, you know, back then it was just expected. I don't think that's why you talked about it then. What was expected? You did business thinking that somebody was being transparent and you shook their hand and you didn't always have paper. And today everything is much more formal, don't that's, you think? It's not transparent. That's just keeping your word. That's true. Right. So that's I bet that's been a big part of your success. It has. It has. Yep. Keeping your word. My dad was born in 1881. And his, his motto, if he, if he shook your hand, you had a deal. Mm -hmm. Right? And if he told you something, you could depend on it. And like, I'm going to beat your butt. <laughs> you, <laughs> you could know he was going to do you it. You could tell he was going to do it. <laughs> But if he said, uh, you know, I'm going to help you do this. In fact, he's, he really taught me to be a salesperson, not an entrepreneur, because he had one car and some samples. And he sold tailor-made suits in New Hampshire where people didn't wear suits. <laughs> Only the undertaker, the minister. Uh, the banker, maybe. The banker, right. Those were his customers. In it. But he found out and he would... He would sell farmers every 20 years or 25 years. He, One he, suit. He'd catch the farmer again. So I guess I learned a lot from him. So uh, I heard you mention a couple of people, your dad, this other gentleman that you became partners with. Right. Um, would you call them mentors in a sense, role models? Yeah, yeah. it's like transparency. I never heard of mentors before, but today <laughs> we have mentors. That's what we call right? them today. <laughs> right. But I think they're important, right, as we grow up and you're learning those values and those sales skills that you talked about. Right. Seeing people. I've had a lot of good mentors in my models. life. Yeah. Um, and I think also you, uh, just from getting to know you over the last few years, you also love mentoring people, which is also really important, we right? Have, we have Passing a lot of that experience We have on. a large family. Uh, I talked to one of them last night. It's Mary Kujak. She's in medical school. She's in uh, surgery this month or next month or three months. She'll do that for this quarter, and then she'll move on to something right. else. So we had a great talk last night about going to med school. And we've got kids. One, one of our kids that we met at Horatio Alger just got married. Uh, he's what, they're 25 years old now, uh, so we probably have 10 or 15 kids that we mentor, that mentor. right? Yeah. And uh, so that's great. Yeah, that's being good. a mentor, passing on that experience, right? right? You have so much valuable knowledge to pass on to these young people. Yeah, try not to pass it all on, though, because <laughs> they get, get ahead of me. You know? They get ahead of you. Yeah. I, got, um, I, got a, I got a kid who's... I really can't tell her much more because, number one, she doesn't listen to me much anymore. But she's got a lot of experience, and she's doing great, and it's just great. This is your own kid you're talking about. Yeah, my about. own right. kid. Well, they don't listen to us because they're, they're, yeah. we're their parents. But she's shot past me. I mean, she's got her own bathing suit company, and yeah. she's 22 years old. And 
So she uh, may not, they may not always listen, but I think they're watching and yeah. they're absorbing, yeah. right? What they're watching you do. Right. Because she got it from somewhere. I don't right? know. Um, so I'm maybe thinking she got some of it. From maybe from my mom. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I bet she got some from you. One of the things that I, I think I admire most, and it's really interesting, you are still working, right? You could retire anytime, uh, or you could have retired anytime, but yet you're still working. What is it that keeps you going? I don't Why? have anything else to do. <laughs> bored Like you don't want to be bored, is that well, it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else to do. You know, I get up in the morning, I get on the phone, I trade shares. Uh, but then what do I do after I trade shares? It's only nine o'clock in the morning, what am I gonna do? So now I start calling my offices and talking to about numbers with my accounting department. And I have a great time. And right. Because go, so you're still enjoying lunch. it. Huh? You're still enjoying what you do. Yeah. You're what, still passionate what about it. What would that. I do? Right. Right. You know, like go to the beach maybe, or <laughs> hang out my pool, or my dog, or whatever. Right. That would get old after a while. Right. Yeah, and I think it's a shame that you get, you know, people who are very capable of doing things, they kind of rot away. Yeah. So I don't want to rot away. I, I do think that that's true. I want to um, be transparent, I want to be a mentor, and I want to be an a, entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I love, let's see, and relevancy, right? That was our fourth yeah, one, right? Yeah. Relevancy, transparency, entrepreneur, yeah. and what was There's the There's probably fourth? a couple more, I forgot. Probably some yeah. more. What, is, what has been the most important main ingredient to your success? Like, what's the one thing you would say to our young people that if you don't have this, right, it's going to be more difficult? You don't have a goal to start with. Yeah, the goal is. You've got no place to go. So you've got to have a goal. And there's, there's a great uh, record album, right, to date myself really bad. And it's called Lead the Field. And I... Somebody gave me a record, and the first record in there was Attitude. And the narrator, uh, narrator, 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 the narrator on the record said, which later became tapes, and then I think it became videos. And, so and now it's a podcast somewhere. <laughs> now it's a podcast. Uh, he said, I want you to listen to this, edit, this recording every day for 30 days. And it drilled on attitude, how you treat people, goal setting, and it was a tremendous thing. It's still available for kids. I still hand it out and give it to kids. They, like me, a lot of kids probably don't listen to it. But it's a tremendous message, and it, it, I impregnated my brain with it many, many, many years ago. It was really a great, great... Uh, and a lot of hard work. Huh? I'm sure that a lot of hard work, that grit, Right, because when things don't always go the way we plan, right, you've got to have that grit, that that determination to stay in it, especially in sales. And you got to be transparent. And you got to be transparent, and you got to stay relevant, yeah. and you got to be an entrepreneur. Right, right. <laughs> so, do you think? What do you think I have to do to become an entrepreneur? Um, I don't know. I think you need to take the JA Fellows course mm -hmm. uh, because we teach them how to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They actually start real businesses with real investors like the one you talked about. Right. Um, Does that begin with an E or an I? 
onto it begun, begins in, the, in that case an E. But yeah. by the way, it's really interesting because there's a new word out there, I don't know if you've heard it, called Inter intrapreneurs. Yeah, yeah. Right? And those are the people that work for us. Right. And we want them to act like entrepreneurs, but they're inside our company. I see. Right, okay. so that's another new term we could add to the list. Pen? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna make a note. <laughs> Yeah. About entrepreneurs? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Can I read that first and then you can have my pen? Okay. <laughs> so we're going to read back some of your ingredients. Oh, great. Um, and okay. just because oh, it's kind of interesting when you see it all on one page mm -hmm. um, and you hear some of the things. If there's anything we left out, um, certainly do add that for me. I know you will. Um, so that I heard you say something at the very beginning about when you sold that vacuum. There's something about being a salesperson and getting that sale. It's almost like a high, mm -hmm. right? Is that what you felt when, when that happened? And uh, do you still feel that way today? Yes. Yeah. When you, make, when you make a sale, we have a great week or a great event in our company and a sales event and we have, you know, record-breaking sales. Uh, yeah, it's, I feel great. I yeah, love it's like I a love drug, to, right? I love to look at my sales. See, the first thing I do, well, it's the second thing I do when I get up Monday mornings, <laughs> maybe the third. <laughs> but anyway, I look at the sales report that comes in on Sunday night, right? And, you know, it's the first thing I look at. I'm excited to, to do that. Right. Yeah, it's a thrill. Yeah. You're definitely a thrill to the game. So I had that down, that that was one of the things that definitely drives you. Um, learning about people and being focused on on people, I have it down again at the bottom. So you mentioned that a couple of times, how you treat people was one of the tapes that you mentioned also. I get your newsletter um, and I love reading it when I get it because you always have a lot in there about what you do for your teams out there and mm -hmm. the different events you do for them and all that. So right. it seems like you take very, very good care of them and that's important. We have a lot of fun. Yep. Um, confidence, a lot of confidence. Right at the beginning, when that guy first asked you if you could sell land, you said, "I can do it." I needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe there was a little desperation in there. With I would have told him anything, right? It's better than selling vacuum cleaners. So we got confidence mixed in with a little desperation. Yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like you, you mentioned this word earlier before we even came on the show, which was fear. You needed a job, right? Right. So you said, I can do this because right. I have to do it. Right. And so there was that, I don't want to call it desperation, but there was that, that drive. Mm. I had um, a lot of kids in those To days. survive, yeah. yeah, it was survival. Right. Exactly. Um, attitude, you talked about the tape on attitude. I think today you hear very often that people would rather hire for attitude, attitude sometimes than experience. Right. Um, so we can teach them the skills, right? Um, Got to have goals. You've mentioned that several times. And I, so I think that's so true, not just individually, but also company goals and organizational right. goals. And it's interesting because we, you know, here I run a nonprofit. And so people, they find it interesting that as much as I am passionate about our mission, we still have to have goals as a business or we won't survive. Right. And so it's finding that balance between making a difference and really, um, you know, delivering the mission. Right. And, and I think you do a great job here. Well, thank you. Right. I'm so glad we got that on tape. Right. No, I think, I think. I want to remember that. I, I can remember when Melissa was trying to raise money and get this place started. She came to my house. I had a little, uh, my youngest daughter was running around. She was like in diapers. 
and chased me down and you know gave me the idea before that we got still got a couple minutes sure okay uh, I had agreed to sponsor J.A. in Palm Beach. And we dug out the picture the other day of the groundbreaking. We had the shovels, we had the helmets, and we had the commitments. And the college up there was going to be on the campus of some college, I forget what it was. But we did the groundbreaking, we did everything, and the money didn't come through. Nobody put any money in. So J.A. never made it there. So when you're at my house sometime, I'll show you the non-J.A. Oh, I'd love to see yeah. it. The non-J.A. <laughs> yeah. So, but this came up with such great uh, enthusiastic founders that uh, it's been a, J.A. here is just tremendous. Thank you. And I can't believe that I can bring kids in here for less than a dollar into uh, Let's finance park. Finance park. That's your finance park. Yeah, yeah in, a, exactly. in a finance park, right? Yeah. Yeah. The impact for the dollars invested, the impact is is right. tremendous. Um, so if I took fifty thousand kids and divided it, how much it cost me? I could probably come up with a cost per kid. I think we did that last time, we, and I think it was like four dollars or something. Yeah, like it's going to be now like per a kid, buck. but it it may be even less now because actually this year we'll probably hit 58,000 kids oh, wow. because we're actually going to be serving more in the high schools. Um, and that's a great thing. Broward County Public Schools is really sees us as a tremendous partner because they're really good at the academics and we're really good at this stuff. Right. So you put it together and it makes a better right. partnership. So um, uh, you talk a lot about, you know, you talked about hard work and obviously that was a big part of it. I love this one and I think this is something that we may have lost a little bit of uh, today, which is keeping your word. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. Right. It's what I learned as a child, right? right? Loyalty, and if you say you're gonna do something, you better right. do it. Right. Um, uh, passion, you're passionate about your businesses, passionate about selling. Mentors. Passion's been a few things. Passion's been yeah, a few things, yes. You know, uh, I completely did. You know? <laughs> passion is a good thing, uh, an excellent thing. It's what keeps me going. Um, and mentors, having mentors and also being a mentor, right. so important. And even though you're not here at J World every day, the opportunity that you've given is for us to mentor 58,000 students a yeah. year, um, which is a great that's, legacy. It's almost unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Right. And so, so hopefully more people will want to feel that unbelievable feeling, right? right? And, and get involved and write some checks. Exactly. Okay. Because we got to sustain this, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, but I have to tell you, so I, I have to tell this quick story because I don't know if you remember this, but on my first day at JA, mm -hmm. for a little over four years ago, uh, we'll never forget it was the end of May 2015, mm -hmm. and I arrive on my first day and I am right in for this transition taking over this place from someone who was very loved, yep. Melissa, who I respected. Uh, people were still in mourning and grief over her, her passing. And I get here, and they say to me, um, so one of our biggest donors is coming here today. And I'm like, well, well I, I didn't know who that was or what was even going on. I couldn't find my way to the bathroom on the first day. And they said, oh, Mr. Mr. I know, Mr. Patton's coming. Right. Okay, yeah. great. And the first thing he said to me was, you know, I'm, I'm not happy about what's going on here. And I said, well, I haven't had much time to look into anything yet. But 
Based on the numbers, I would have to agree with you. Right. Um, it's not looking very good, but... What was that unhappy about? I think just the situation we were in financially, uh, right? Um, I hate that. I know, me yeah. too. <laughs> so we did. So we've changed things. And, and you, but one thing I have to say is, uh, I think I would add to your list is loyalty. Um, you, you told me how you felt uh, when we met again. I think probably maybe several months later, I said to you, everything you told me was absolutely true. We were not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Uh, I, never uh, said all I, know, I know. I know. I'm. See, this is the second time today. I'm telling you, you were right about something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you may want to hang out here more often. Yeah. Nobody ever told me that, right? But, um, but you. Especially Amy. She's awful. She says you never do anything, right? You know, let me, <laughs> listen to me. Um, so you know. I, so I want to thank you for that. Um, right. You were here at the beginning. You told me. You gave me honest, authentic feedback, uh, which I really appreciated. And so. Um, it gave me some things to really look at and figure out how to do better. And, and you've stayed a supporter uh, all along, and we appreciate that. And, and you've been a great mentor for me, too. Whenever I meet with you, you've got new ideas and things like that. And so I know I can always call you and talk to you about a challenge if I have it. So, but I'll try not to bother you too much. But. And you probably won't take my call because you think I'm asking for money anyway. Right. But, <laughs> but anyway, so I want to say thank you for all that you have done right. for Junior Achievement. This building wouldn't be here without people like you. Right. Uh, and of course, you know, Wayne, who got us started. But there are, there's a very small group of you who really made this happen. Thank and you. so thank you for that. Thank right. you for your um, continuous support and loyalty. Thanks for becoming a friend of mine and JA. And thanks for being here today. Great. Thank Good you. Job. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, it really has been such a pleasure to have Mr. Patton here with us today and uh, to have his name on that, uh, on that room for Finance Park, where 25,000 kids go through each year. And we're really excited this year because we're going to be bringing some technology into there. Uh, as a matter of fact, Harry did give us uh, an additional gift about a year or two ago to bring the uh, tablets into that program. So thank you again. And uh, we'll continue to, to make sure that we keep it relevant and keep it up to date and make sure your legacy is well represented. So thank you. Thank you. And stay tuned for next week. And let's get cooking.